Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to Washera Community Church. We're, we're very glad that you're here this morning. It looks like a pretty full church. That's good to see. And uh, we just, there'll be some, a little bit different service this morning. We hope you enjoy it. And if you know the words, feel free to sing along. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you
Scripture reading is from Luke 2, 8 through 10. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
Now the dress specs have a scripture reading for us. Good morning. Hi, we're the Dresback family, and we're going to be reading today's Advent scripture. So Luke 1, 46 to 55. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generations to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent away the rich empty. He has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham in his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. So we have been reading uh, selections from the Jesus Story Bible, explaining God's great plan to rescue his people. He whispered the promise to Adam and Eve, offered his people hope through Isaiah, and foretold the time, rejoicing the time of Ezra and Nehemiah. Today we read about Jesus' mother, Mary, who believed God and responded in obedience and praise. Here's how it goes. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When, he saw, when she saw the tall shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to somebody else. Mary, Gabriel said, as he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son, and he is the one. He is the rescuer the God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around, the God who made the universe with just a word, the one who could do anything at all, was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can this be true? Is anything too wonderful for God, Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see. She believed, and she believed. I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Please pray with me. What a miracle, God, that you could enter the world as a baby, for we know that you can do anything, but that you would. Along with the angel, we profess that nothing is too difficult for you. And with Mary, we praise you for being the holy, merciful, promise-keeping God you are. In Jesus' name, amen. In keeping with the Christmas spirit, we invite you to continue worshiping and singing with us, but you're welcome to sit or stand, whatever you're comfortable with.
Born is the King of Israel. 
congregational scripture reading this morning is John 1, 14 through 18, and we invite you to stand and read along. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. I'm Pastor Adam, and, and I have this opportunity to just to give you some a little bit of scripture here before the children come up and sing, um, to get our eyes toward the Word of God. And um, usually what we do in this time of the year is we go to Matthew, and in Matthew you'll learn about the wise men, you'll learn about Joseph, or if you go to Luke, you'll learn about Mary, you'll learn about the shepherds, you'll learn about the angels. Many times we don't go to John, and John has also a Christmas account, and uh, I just walked through these verses this morning. Sometimes he calls Jesus by different things, and one of the things he calls him, there was a true light which coming into the world, and those little parentheses are mine. Um, I just want to point out Christmas. This light came into the world. That's Christmas. Enlightens everyone. So this true light that was going to come into the world, it, it was going to impact everybody. This could be backed off a little bit, guys. It's about ready to bounce. Um, but this true light that comes into the world, everyone will have to deal with this light. If you're a Christian or a non-Christian, if you're a Jew or a Gentile, if you're a slave or free, as the scripture says, or, or male or female, Everyone will have to deal with this one named Jesus. Next verse says, He was in the world, but the world was, not, was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to what was his own. There again, he came. That's, G, that's Christmas. And those who were his own did not receive him. So it's interesting what John does here is he gives you the wrong response and the right response. These two verses are about the wrong response. The wrong response is that he came, and, and he goes from broad to narrow, he came to the world that he created, and the world rejected him. And then he came to his own, he came to his own Jewish people, he came to the people that he, he was raised in, and they rejected him. That's the wrong response. The next two verses go to the right response. But, I always like that word in the Bible because it gives a transition, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is the right response to this true light that has come into the world. There are those who receive him. When you think of receive, it's more than just knowing up here. It's you're actually receiving something, you're grasping something, you're you're taking something and bringing it closer to you. And to believe is to personally trust. And it says, believe in his name, that you personally 
trust in this one named Jesus, even though John has not mentioned him yet, just called him a true light at this point. These are children of God who are spiritually born, who were born. We're all physically born already. We just, we just uh, showed that by getting up and shaking people's hands and saying, talking that we're all physically born. But are we all spiritually born yet? That's the question. If someone is to be spiritually born, how is that done? Well, it's not of blood. It's not because of a certain heritage that you have or a certain tribe that you're in that you are spiritually born. It's, it's not by the will of the flesh. Anything that you could do or anybody else could do. I always... Sometimes I'll talk to people about how you came to faith in Christ, and someone will say, I've always been a Christian. I say, Oh, you have? Wait a minute, how does that work? Well, I grew up in a Christian home, and my parents, my grandparents were Christians, and my great uncle was a pastor, and everything, so I must be a Christian. It doesn't work that way. Not by the flesh, not by the will of man. This one relates to, you know what, I'm good enough. I know I'm good enough. I'm basically good. And my good outweighs my bad. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But what John says is none of those makes you spiritually born. What makes you spiritually born? It's only an act of God, but of God that you are born. Then he goes to verse 14. Now he uses a different word for Jesus. He says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I put in their parentheses again. Those are mine. Christmas. There's Christmas again. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. That word that he dwelt among us means literally he pitched his tent. He pitched his tent among us, his tabernacle among us. And the word for begotten, the only begotten of the Father, the word begotten means a one of a kind, a unique, a beloved of the Father. And if you think to Jesus' baptism, the Spirit came down like a dove, and then God spoke from heaven, this is my beloved Son, my beloved Son. Verse 15, now what John does is he gives some eyewitnesses, or he gives some endorsements. John, meaning John the Baptist, bore witness about him and cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has been ahead of me. And they're like, well, how can that be? And then he answers it, for he existed before me. So here we have the endorsement of the Baptist, John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus. The next one, we have the endorsement of the eyewitnesses. For John says, for all of his fullness, we, John, all the disciples, we have all received and grace upon grace. Then verse 17, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And this is where John gives you the identity. He finally gives you the identity of who is this word. Back in verse 1, the word was, with, was made flesh. The word was God. The word was with God in the beginning. That's where he gives us that one. And he also gives us the identity of the true light. This true light is Jesus Christ. And I put up there, don't forget about Galatians. Don't forget about Galatians because we've been going through the book of Galatians. And in Galatians 3, 23 through 25, it talks about the law. 
and then it talks about grace. It talks about the old covenant, and then it talks about the new covenant. And it talks about how the law points us to Jesus Christ. And, and John does the same thing here. And then we end with the last one. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God, or the only beloved God, the, the only unique, one-of-a-kind God. So when he says that, he's talking about Jesus, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has explained him. So if you want to know God, if you truly want to know God, you look to Jesus. You look at Jesus. If you want to know what God is all about, you go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you look at the person of Jesus Christ, and you will see God. I put some extra verses up there, and they're in your sheet too, of where Jesus mentions that again. I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. So, John's Christmas account. John's Christmas account is this easy. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. It's as simple as that. So when you look at the babe in the manger, when you look at the Christmas cards and you see the nativity scene and things like that, John, if he was on the scene, John would point to the babe in the manger and say, he is God. He is God. So what will your response be? Option number one, given in the scripture, is they did not know him. They did not receive him. They did not, they did not bring him close. They did not grasp him. They, they rejected him. That's option number one. I pray that you don't take option number one. But I pray that you go to option number two that you receive him, that you grab a hold of him, that you bring Jesus close to you, that you realize that this Jesus is God, and that you believe in his name. You personally trust in this one whose name is Jesus. And as you read through the scriptures and you see Jesus as God, as God, that you would be spiritually born not of your own doing, but all because of God. All because of God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. So Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to see um, maybe the Christmas story in a different light as John really wants to point to the manger and say, God has come. God has come. And as he points through his whole gospel, he calls us. He calls us to a decision. He calls us to a response. How will we respond to this one named Jesus? And I pray this day that there are many here that have responded by receiving and believing. But Lord, that there would be others here that would turn their hearts and their minds towards you and find out who God is by looking at Jesus. We ask all this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to hear the children sing? Yes.
We are going to do Advent reading 5 from the Jesus Storybook Bible. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people, just as he promised in the beginning. But how, could, how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down. Seas would have roared. Trees would have clapped their hands. But the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness he came. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full, every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as, a, as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lined in the manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us. Because, of course, he had. Luke 2, 8-14 And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Please pray with me. God, you amaze us. The birth of Jesus changed the world. Yet on the night it happened, almost no one knew it. Let us marvel at you like the shepherds and like Jesus' earthly parents, paying attention to your secret rescue plan. Thank you, God, for your never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love given to us in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Would you rise with us as we celebrate through four last verses this morning together?
Maybe seated just for a moment and just enjoy the. Boy, it was almost like nighttime, wasn't it? <laughs> I was always taught to honor those who have come before, those who have served well. And I'm thankful to have Pastor Al here this morning. Pastor Al, would you like to say Merry Christmas to everybody? Come on up. Come on up, Pastor Al. <laughs> thankful to have you and Debbie here this morning and your family. It's been great. So let's bow our heads in a word of closing prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house. Thank you, Lord, for what these days represent in the calendar year for us as Christians. And Lord Jesus, may this day have um, uh, brought us back to center, or brought us back to the true light, or brought us back to the word that has come and dwelt among us. And so that we see Christmas in light of this grand invitation to the world to receive Jesus. And so, Lord Jesus, may that be our prayer. This today and the, this whole next new year, that many more would come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we ask all this in the precious name of our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, I know there's a lot of goodies out in the lobby, so make sure you eat a bunch of them. Okay? Merry Christmas, everyone.